Oliver Braid. Oh, I'm Ellie Harrison, as per usual. And this is the Ellie and Oliver show. And for the very final time, we are live from Edinburgh instead of Glasgow. So that's the last time that you're going to hear the Edinburgh version of the Ellie and Oliver show jingle. That took a long time to get out. Kindly made by Madame Shortlegs. Mrs. Shortlegs, she's a lovely lady. Uh, unless we may be playing it slightly later on this afternoon, because if you don't know already, <laughs> this afternoon we'll be doing a live daytime disco live in Edinburgh at St Andrew's Square Gardens from 1pm until 4pm. Exactly. As soon as this show finishes, we are not actually going to put our podcast online for all of those podcast listeners. You'll have to wait till Saturday, most likely, because we're going to be legging it across town to get there to start DJing. I mean, that's going to be very exciting. But so today, let's recap slightly, because I like to start the show off with the date. I know it's not relevant, but I like to do it anyway. So today's the 31st of August, 2012. That is correct. Show 34. Of the mm. Ellie and Oliver show. And today's theme, Ellie, I like to just always get straight in and get it out there. Mm-hmm. Um, today's theme uh, that I've chosen, um, although we, we sort of come together slightly collaboratively. I think it was some mutual um, decision. Was, d- is, is inhibitions. What? Inhibitions. <laughs> and um, so the reason that I thought that it would be a good theme for us to be discussing today particularly is because we're doing a daytime disco Uh and one of the other things that we introduced with the daytime disco is it's not a boozy disco oh yeah it's a stone cold sober disco Uh with fairly um fairly light i mean we do have a smoke machine and some sexy lighting so you won't have to feel completely naked um, you don't yes. actually have to be completely naked. You don't have to be completely <laughs> naked. I think you can wear your clothes, Oliver. Yes. Sorry. Um, okay, well, that makes things a bit easier for us. But, um, yes, so it's a daytime disco without alcohol, which obviously, for a lot of people, I think will require having to lose some inhibitions. The other thing is, I think, a lot of people may want to come to a daytime disco. They may want to be the type of people that can attend a daytime disco with no alcohol and quite frivolously dance. But I also worry that a lot of people can't do it. Because they'll be too scared? Yeah, I think, I think it's because very be nerve-wracking. Well, possibly they'll be at work. <laughs> but hopefully, if they've got an hour and they work somewhere around St Andrew's Square Gardens in Edinburgh between 1 and 4pm today... <laughs> yeah. They'll um they'll just pop down because not only will we be doing a daytime disco, we'll also be giving away some free falafel from the winner of our Falafel Friday competition, and we'll be talking about that a little bit later on in the show. <laughs> so exciting! Nobody knows um, this one yet. No, well, apart from me and you. <laughs> and um, now listen, Ellie. Uh, in all seriousness, I do have to say because this is a big worry for me. Inhibitions. I started. I didn't actually know this quote was from Thoreau. I just knew it was a quote. Okay. That came up a lot, but this idea that the mass of men live lives of quiet desperation, and in times when I'm a bit stressed about things that are going on, or I feel like I haven't done something that I could just do, yeah, but I'm pretending to myself that I can't because of some kind of inhibition. I think, well, at the end of your life, when you lie on this on your deathbed, yeah. you look back at those things and think, "What on earth is wrong with you?" 
No regrets. Well, we have to try. I have to try and find a way. I th- I'm a very inhibited person, actually. I am too. I think some people would think that we're not. I but, know. Um, I, this, I mean, I didn't quite grab that quote, but it, even the end of it, the bit that I heard, it's really struck a chord with me because I just always find myself in this situation where I'm in front of a person, maybe it's the same person or it's the same few collection of people where I just cannot communicate with them the thing that I really want to say and it's just burning up inside me and it's mm-hmm. like making my life so intolerable and then you go away and you just say ah oh, why didn't I say that why didn't I say that and it's horrible I I'm mean completely inhibited it is a r- I think it's it's a problem and the real problem with it is it's not so much a problem in the present it's actually more of a problem when you look back retrospectively at your life um actually Thoreau Henry David Thoreau I thought you might quite like him and actually I think that he's quite a um he's got a bit of an alternative hedonism vibe I know that we drop that in there sometimes can I just mention yeah of course absolutely you look eager I I'm just really eager because I know Henry David Thoreau (laughs) it just made me think our disco this evening is going to be us this afternoon sorry is going to be in a shack in a garden. It reminded me a bit of the shack that he lived in in yeah. Walden. I think that Henry David Thoreau had a very similar setup at Walden, actually. <laughs> Probably it's with slightly less calice. And slightly <laughs> less smoke coming out of the smoke machine. But he probably did have a little log cabin. So I think that an alternative take on the afternoon disco, if you're coming and want to approach it with Walden in mind, I think that could be quite interesting. Yeah, no, I I do as well actually. Um, Sorry, I completely. And of course, the the beautiful thing about the 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 afternoon special this afternoon will be that it's free. And I suppose one of the reasons that Thoreau thought that people lived quiet lives of desperation was because they attached too much um, significance or value to possessions, Uh but also to status. And that's what I think inhibits me a lot of the time. Because, say, in terms of talking to someone that I might find attractive, yeah. a lot of the time I'm really worried about what they're going to think about me and my and, and what, what that will do to my sense of self, I guess. So that's my own conception of my own worth or my own yeah. status. Um, and obviously it would be much better to just go uninhibitedly wild and not worry so much about your, like, good standing or whatever. Yeah. Talk to me. No, it does really relate to what we were talking about last week in the show Pretensions, which I know you haven't listened to, but I re-listened to it on the train and I did find it quite hysterical at the end when we were doing the falafel bit. Sorry, I'm terrible for laughing at my own jokes. <laughs> but the, it relates to to the idea of pretension, really, this idea of um, um, trying to acquire some sort of status by your beh- the way that you carry yourself or, or the, the way that you act in a pretentious fashion Mm -hmm. but it's not i don't think i mean thoreau's ideas which i don't know that much about because i haven't read walden but this idea of like being inhibited by fear Mm -hmm. of how you're going to be perceived is very common well even more common now and it's even more common now if you think about status anxiety absolutely book by um Alain, Alain de Botton. Alain de Botton. Obviously, it's quite, quite sometimes a little bit embarrassing to mention Alain de Botton. I mean, the, the <laughs> reason that I didn't listen to the uh, Pretensions podcast yet was because I was far too busy listening to some Oxford lectures on Kant. Uh, are they by Alain de Botton? No, I wish they were by Alain de Botton. Big shout out to Alain de Botton, really, because he's a lovely gentleman, quite attractive gentleman, I find uh, him. Do you not? 
I mean, he's very bold. I know, but I think he's quite a sexy man. I don't know what's more embarrassing, Wiki- Wikipedia or... or Alan de Button. But It's difficult to know, isn't it? I know, but the <laughs> thing is, Oliver, we're not embarrassed at all because no. we're completely inhibited. Or completely uninhibited. <laughs> 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 completely <laughs> uninhibited. <laughs> um, yeah. And unpretentious. I mean... One of the one of the, the main situations in which I experienced serious inhibition, and I'm sure this won't come as a surprise to you, but on the subject of finding Alain de Botton sexy, <laughs> is um, talking to men. And and from a very young yeah. age, I really was very, very nervous about talking to men. Is that all men? Yeah, all men, really, <laughs> oh because I didn't God. spend a lot of time. In, and so from about the age of 18, I realised, well, about the age of 18, I realised that this was going to be a real problem unless I sorted it out. Well so then, so then I developed a a system of of how to talk to men, mm-hmm. but actually I ended up having quite a negative effect because I ended up being able to only speak to men in a certain way, and also just always being very conscious that I was like, oh my god, I'm talking to a man now, I'm talking to a man now, I'm doing it even even now actually when we talk to men that we know not so much, but I am conscious occasionally like, oh my god, I'm actually interacting with a man. It's very strange, very strange, but it does. Wow. Um, a lot of the time, if there's a man, if I'm in a shop buying something and there's a man behind the counter serving and I yeah. know I'm going to have to be served by him, especially if he's a, an attractive man, I still get like real, not quite palpitations, but I'm nervous. I do get a lump in my throat. Like I have to really calm myself down. Not because I'm sexually excited, <laughs> but like because I'm just, I'm just panicking about having any kind of, a gentleman tried to talk to me in a shop yesterday. And I just said, I couldn't even make eye contact with him. It's insane. Absolutely insane. This is completely bonkers. That means that 50% of the people that you encounter in your life is some sort of inhibited behaviour. Yeah, absolutely. And it manifests itself in quite a strange, overly confident way sometimes. And that's even worse. Ooh, and that, make, that makes me realise why you s- like, surround yourself by with women. <laughs> like all your friends. I know. Women, like it's me. strange. I do try to get male friends, but I just I often find it very hard to relax around them. What if you live always with a man? Well, I might have to at one point, mightn't I? I know in the future, yeah, mightn't I? <laughs> I mean, that's the dream, obviously. Yeah, I guess. Got to get so. used to how to deal with them first. But hopefully, if you got to the point where you were going to move in with a man, that you may have already crossed. Uh, you know, m- you might have got to a point where you don't feel so inhibited, inhibited. around that yeah. person because i think the key to any successful relationship what i've experienced from the relationships that i've had not that they've all been <laughs> successful is <laughs> that what's amazing when it works is that you can feel completely uninhibited around another human being and that's when you know that you've got something special because you can actually be yourself and you don't care about how you perceive and you can go around in your skanky pajamas and you can do <laughs> all of those things because you just don't care you're not putting on that show anymore you're not trying to attract partners it's really quite a relaxing state one day you'll get there Oliver and fingers you'll feel crossed. completely uninhibited fingers crossed now on that note Ellie I think it's song time already should we have a sexy little song are we having a sexy song? Do you want to go for... Well, they're both quite erotic. Am quite I erotically one charged. One Which one do you fancy? Yours or mine? Oh, could I... You can make the choice. Can I do mine? Yeah, absolutely. Do you want to introduce it? To, um, how I wanted to introduce it. Well, yesterday, um, one of the things I did in preparation for today was to prepare my playlist for this afternoon's ah. disco. 
And there's a lot of old favourites in there. It's just coming out of my collection. I didn't download anything special. Just coming out of my collection of like 7,000 odd songs <laughs> that I have on my iPod. I don't have the exact data to hand. But um, one of the songs, I've picked a couple of Beck. I, I think I have every single Beck album on my iPod, which is a little... No, so strange. I see, I'm not that fussed about Beck. There is definitely three songs that you've put of Beck in today. I know. Is there? Mm-hmm. Well, one of them... Um, it's just I have every single Beastie Boys album, every single Beck album, every single Radiohead album, even though they, I don't even like them. No, but you're a lady of a certain generation. <laughs> a child of the 90s. <laughs> a teenager of the 90s. So anyway, this song, Beck, I think it's Sex Laws, and it really reminds me of a time when I first fell in love. Mm. If you can say that. I've on radio. Um, <laughs> when I was 20 years old, I think. And... I, I guess it was maybe that first moment of f- feeling slightly uninhibited around another person. And it was in my student house in uh, 319 Woodborough Road, Nottingham. I don't know. Wow, that's a legendary address to go and visit. <laughs> I know. If you're in Nottingham and you're S- interested. The six of us lived there together and two of us got together. And one night, really mm. late at night, we were dancing around the kitchen in our pants to this song in a completely uninhibited way and it felt I felt like I felt alive like I'd never felt alive before uh, right nice
That's faded out quite nicely. I oh, think I'll just talk perfect. over the end. So that was Beck and Sex Laws and brought back quite a lot of memories to me. And actually, we're, we're in Edinburgh Art Festival office. Doing some shoulder shaking. Just doing they? some shoulder shaking. It's the last time we're going to be here. We've done four broadcasts in a row from here. Five, sorry. This is the fifth. And um, I unplugged the headphones. We were... We weren't dancing around completely in an uninhibited way, but we were listening to the tune, reminiscing. Yeah, it's lovely. I like it too. It also reminds me of university. Does it? As does the first time I ever tried to talk to a man in a nightclub. Oh my God. What and happened? I got—I tell you—I saw this gentleman. We went to a homosexual venue the first time ever wow, in Truro, Cornwall. That's quite. I think it was a called Eclipse. An 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 uninhibited experience. It's a genuine oh. homosexual venue, and. Uh, there was a gentleman there mm-hmm. and I thought oh maybe I'll just give it a go just chatting to someone that I don't know but I just got so nervous that I basically just d- demanded that he gave me a cigarette yeah and then he just escaped do you know what I was gonna say that then oh did you smoke when you were at university <laughs> <laughs> completely forgetting that you actually smoke now still as well Ooh. but boy. yeah I'm interested in smoking that can be quite a liberating experience going to a homosexual venue when there's no questions about whether these can people it be, are can it be I think not. it's actually more pressure because actually if you know that there is like a more of a realistic potential of you actually being able yeah. to former relationships so i recently rejoined gaydar uh-huh. i sacked it off a while ago and said i'd never go back but i recently did join and occasionally you clock people in the street that you recognize from gaydar and that is so weird because instead of being united yeah. mostly your eyes just dart from side to side i know and the thing about going to a homosexual venue and speaking to another homosexual is that it's the it's like um an online dating website website but acted out in real life you know that most people who are in there are probably in there to try to attract I know. a partner or something and that makes it whenever you speak to somebody they're always going to think you've got a hidden agenda they're, that's always going to be present in their mind you know it's quite a restrictive environment maybe but while rather than dwell on that i think we need to get completely free and loose let's get loose i wanted to just apologize for the fact that i've been eating an apple during this <laughs> week's episode in quite an uninhibited way but kind of an uninhibited way actually so I'm trying to be leaning away from the microphone but speaking of food oliver yes it's time for us oh my lord to go into our final oh, can you believe it falafel friday segment better have a jingle we better have the jingle. Here we go. It's Falafel Friday, it's Falafel Friday, live from the pavilion, yeah. Oh, oh. so sad we're not going to hear that again. So for those of you <sighs> who have not listened to the previous broadcast, we have three live listeners. One earth are you doing? Hello to our three live listeners. Oh, we love you. Um, For the last four weeks, we've been sampling Edinburgh's finest falafel houses to decide on... The Ellie and Oliver shows, Falafel Friday Lunch Club, yep. best falafel in Edinburgh. And today we're <laughs> going to speak about last week's experience. And, and then, <laughs> ah, then we're going to reveal the winner. And this winning eatery, this winning um, takeaway venue is... 
catering for this afternoon's event. So if you come along at one o'clock, there's going to be... Roasting hot falafel. Free falafel available to those first visitors who come to the disco and who grab one, basically. Free Rubicon or Diet Coke, so you can even drink like Ellie and Oliver. I am warning you, though, that uh, uh, Oliver and I are very greedy. And if you <laughs> want to get your mints on a falafel, you better get there pretty pronto. We'll be acting pretty uninhibited. So where did we go last week, week, Oliver? We, I do believe we went to Marmaris. <laughs> now, Marmaris, Ellie, let me tell you something very special about Marmaris. Yeah. They're actually celebrated for making their own falafel on site. How do you know also, this? Well, the gentleman told us that he made his own falafel on site uh-huh. and what he does after he makes it all on site is he puts it into a plastic bag and then he sticks a label on it that looks <laughs> suspiciously as if he's bought it from another venue but he just does that to throw people off the scent i like to think <laughs> but it could be that he puts it in the plastic bag because he's then um selling them to be- other falafel venues all around well that is true actually so let's give him the benefit of the doubt he was a nice man he, they were a lovely a lovely pair of people it was welcoming and it was very very down to earth it's 35 clerk street there's a large area for dining there is a large area for dining very interesting there's um a hand dryer out in the main restaurant i believe is there so <laughs> that you don't have to dry your hands in the toilet you can actually do it whilst watching your food being prepared <laughs> you can quite interesting <laughs> but i didn't want to use it because i didn't want to set it off because there were too lots inhibited of, there were lots of gentle i was too inhibited but the other thing that they had which <laughs> i was very keen on because i said oh what sauce are you going to put in the platform and they said he said something like, all of our tables have sauces <laughs> available on them. And it's it, true to that. Very generous. They were size f- sauces. four large bottles of condiment on every single table in the restaurant. And one of them, as we discovered right at the end of the falafel experience, contained the same sauce, the magic sauce, you could call it, that they put in the Palmyra falafel. So towards the end of the self-service experience... Oh, yeah, we should explain, actually, that if you go to Marmaris, you don't get a falafel in a wrap. You get it all laid out onto... Were you going to do that? No, I was going to say that it's more of a restaurant experience. It's less of a takeaway experience. <laughs> <laughs> a rest- Imagine if you go to a re- the sort of restaurant that would be open at one o'clock in the morning. And on instead a Friday of putting night. all your food together, they put all the ingredients separately and you do it as you will. But they did... Marmaris, unfortunately for me, did score... Slightly lower because they don't serve the falafel, as we said. They serve it separate pieces, the falafel, the salad, and the hummus. And then instead of giving you a wrap, they give you one pitta, which really just isn't enough. So we had, we debated long and hard. I think it was on the train on the way home. It was some point last week mm-hmm. about what, who should win our Friday Falafel Lunch Club. Even who should come fourth. And... We decided that we weren't going to have a fourth place because it was too tight to call. Mm. So we've got a joint third place, which I think we should probably announce now, Oliver. Yeah, we should absolutely announce it. And uh, Marmaris, as much as we loved it... Yeah, and the people were very friendly. Came in third. They are at joint third. With? with, um, Nile Valley Cafe of Chapel Street. A very nice uh, interior decoration. Quite nice stuff. People there talk about existentialism occasionally. Yeah. Um, but it's they right did by the university. They did. Right. It is right near the university, they d- and it's near New Media Scotland, who are our friends, and they've helped us out every single week. Shout out to them. Uh, but unfortunately, they didn't really take vegans into consideration. And although I'm not a vegan, I am friends of the vegans. You are. Uh, so yeah, they have to come f- join third. So 
second place, this is where it gets very tense, and this is a lot of debate as well. Should we have a drum roll? Oh, we'll have mm. a drum roll for first. We'll have well, a drum roll for first. Well, first is going to okay. be obvious, isn't it? Woo! In second place, this is the restaurant we tasted two weeks ago on the recommendation of Emma Bolkine. Thanks for that, Emma. This is the all-natural, delicious, oh, fresh salsa. Highly recommended. Baba ganoush. Baba ganoush, hummus, all in a wrap. Beautiful. It's pretty wet. Watch it doesn't get any trousers. It's Mediterranean Gate. Mediterranean Gate. Which means that our winner, the caterer of <gasps> this afternoon's event, the, the winner of afternoon special, it is Pal Palmira. We love it. Palmira <laughs> Pizza. Come down this afternoon and taste one for yourself or visit Palmira Pizza Restaurant yeah, at any You can any visit point. them at, are they on Nicholson Street? Yes. Yeah. I think so. Anyway, they're amazing. Just Google them. But the original and the best. Exactly. But we better play our last song. Right. Let's get a little bit. Well, we're going to go for something quite sexy again. Just celebrating the daytime disco. This is Khalees with her ex-husband Nas singing something Ooh. quite erotic. But they're just going to celebrate. Let's get it on in public. This is a sort of tune you will be able to dance to if you come. Oh. <laughs> 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 Thanks for listening, Edinburgh. <laughs> bye bye.
see of the mouth, that is the question, like Shakespeare, but my erection is the case here, I ain't got time to drive you all the way home, but instead I can slide you to a club bathroom, or a restaurant men's room, then I can zoom in your womb, we both get what we want, then we can assume, to doing what we was, smoking that bud and chilling, but first I got enough before anything, you willing, you with it, it's animal behavior, la chic, la freak out with a sexy beast, smile who slays ya, this is for the mature who love the natural, love making outdoors on a hood of your car, knives is good at it all, when it comes to getting in walls, do I have to convince you? Nah, we don't need hotel keys. You jump in the truck and stain everything up, slide your G string up. Let's get it on in public. Yeah. Just let yeah. it go, I promise that you'll love it. It's Oliver, sorry, I'm a bit out of breath because we've just been uh, dancing around the room. I just want to say a quick note that actually if you're listening live from somewhere other than Edinburgh, we're going to broadcast the whole of our DJ set from one till four with a few vox pops from me and Ellie. So you can join in the party whether you're there or not, dance around your house. We're going to jingle out now, Ellie. Last jingle from Edinburgh. Bye, guys. Bye-bye. Coming live from a shack, live from Edinburgh.